You'll be glad to know that I'm uh, going to begin the message this morning with the word finally. I know many of you listen for that word in any sermon, but you have to remember that most preachers use the word finally about 15 times before they actually finish. But I'm going to start with the word finally. It's from Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think, think about such things. You didn't select your birthday or your birthplace. You didn't choose your parents or your siblings. You don't determine the weather or what will happen next week. There are many things in life over which you have no choice. But you can choose what you think about. Proverbs 4.23 in the New Century Version urges us, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. As Christians, we should think spiritually. For example, counting our blessings, uh, memorizing scripture, prayer, singing hymns and spiritual songs, thinking about spending time with encouraging people. Thoughts have consequences. The devil is always messing with our minds. He brings only gloom and doom. But remember, no problem is unsolvable. No life is irredeemable. No one's fate is sealed. No one is unloved or unlovable. Satan is the master of deceit, but he is not the master of your mind. You have God on your side. That's a power that Satan cannot defeat. So, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, etc. So, with a grimace and a steely resolve, we determine today I will think only what is true and right thoughts, even if it kills me. But who can do that? A random idea will pop into my head and I'll pass it through this passage. Was it true, honourable, pure, etc.? I can hardly remember the list of virtues, let alone filter my thoughts through them. Who can do this? Well, this morning may I suggest that you can. And you can if you make it your aim to cling to Christ. Because isn't he True, honourable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent and worthy of praise. We absolutely need to abide, remain in him. And that's surely the message of John 15, the vineyard. Uh, Jesus' allegory is simple. God is like a vine keeper who lives and loves to get the best from his vines. God is a capable horticulturalist who carefully superintends the vineyard. Jesus, Jesus, he plays the role of the vine. Now, if you look uh, on the internet, you'll see what vines look like. They're very stringy uh, pieces of, uh, of fruit. They, they, they don't look good. The wood is not very useful. To see a vine, you need to lower your gaze from the stringy uh, winding branches to the thick base below. The vine is the root and trunk of the plant, and it's a conduit uh, for the nutrients from the soil to the branches. 
And who are we? Who are we? We are the branches. We bear fruit. It's important to remember that we don't make fruit. We bear fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, etc. You'll read that in Galatians 5.22. We fix our minds on what is true, honourable, pure, worthy of praise, etc. And as we cling to Christ, the fruit is produced and God is glorified as passers-by can't help but ask, who runs this vineyard? So fruit-bearing matters to God. How do you bear fruit? Try harder? No. By hanging tighter. Our assignment is not so much fruitfulness as faithfulness. The secret of fruit-bearing is less about doing and more about being. In case we miss that point, Jesus employs the word abide or remain ten times in the verses we read earlier. Abide in me, remain in me, come live in me, make my home your home, says Jesus. Friends, odds are that the word home means more to us now after the pandemic. We were urged by the government to stay home. Home is a place of refuge and security. To be at home is to be comfortable and in familiar surroundings. When we enter the door, we don't need an A to Z to find the kitchen, although some husbands might, of course. Our aim, our only aim, is to be at home in Christ. He is not a caravan. He's not a hotel room. He is our permanent mailing address. Christ is our home. He is our place of refuge and security. He is our place where we feel comfortable in his presence and we know his heart and his ways. The branch never, never, never lets go of the vine. That's important to remember. Branches don't show up every Sunday morning for their once a week meal. We do because that's a bonus for us. We don't, branches don't do that because the branch never lets go of the vine because it's there that it receives substance 24 hours a day. You must stay connected to the vine, whether here in the hall or there at home. Stay connected to the vine. Cling to Christ. Having been unable to be physically present at the hall, may I suggest that we must bring our church experience into our home. Our goal is to stay attached to the vine. It's like this. When a father leads his four-year-old son down a crowded street, he takes him by the hand and says, hold on to me. He doesn't say, memorize the map or take your chances dodging the traffic. The good father gives the child one responsibility, hold on to my hand. God does the same with you. Your goal is not to know every detail of the future. Your goal is to hold the hand of the one who does and never, ever let go. Kent Brantley, Kent Brantley was a medical missionary in Liberia. He was there fighting against that other epidemic of recent years, Ebola, 
which was claiming many thousands of lives. He had treated dozens of cases and he knew the symptoms, soaring fever, severe diarrhea, nausea. He had seen the results of the virus for the first time he was feeling the symptoms himself. He had the tests and he quarantined himself in his house and waited. His wife and family were back home in America, so he was quite literally alone, alone with his thoughts. He opened his Bible and meditated on a passage from Hebrews. He read, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. He wrote in his journal and underlined the words with confidence. After three days, he received the result he feared. He had contracted Ebola. He called his wife in Texas. She was there staying with her parents and the children, and he gave her the news. She recalled later that she began to cry and went out into the the back garden to be alone. She said that she found it difficult to formulate her prayers. But she began to sing an old hymn. I need thee every hour in joy or pain. Come quickly and abide, or life is is vain. I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Saviour. I come to thee. She said, I thought my husband was going to die. I was afraid, but through that hymn I was able to connect with God in a meaningful way. Kent was transported from Africa to Atlanta. The doctors chose to risk an untested treatment. Little by little his condition improved and he was eventually able to exit the hospital cured of Ebola. Kent and Amper Brantley stayed connected to the vine. Do you get that? They resolved to abide in Christ. They filled their minds with the truth of God. In Matthew 6:25, Jesus states very clearly what his disciples should do. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Look at the birds of the air. Consider the lilies. In other words, saturate your hearts with the goodness of God. May I commend you to do the same this morning. It was C.S. Lewis who put it like this. He said, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. May I suggest that we all do that this morning. May I wish you well for the coming week. May God bless you uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Uh, I want to thank this morning Rob O'Connor and uh, our Sergeant Major Darren Selby for putting this all together for me this morning. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And we just now will ask God to bless the week ahead with his presence. Shall we pray? Go with confidence into the days ahead, trusting in God's unfailing love and faithfulness. God will not abandon you, for you are the work of his hands, his own creation, and his love endures forever. So go in joy, 
to love and serve the Lord. Amen.